Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here in the air conditioning with the man himself, Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Jason, good morning. I hope you're doing great. And yeah, things are, life is good. Life is good. Life is good. And Bill, you had a I'll say a proud moment last week, and you've had lots of proud moments here yeah, recently. Tell but, us about that. Well, I I, I want to do that, but you know, I, I, the first thing I have to say is here we are, mid July, and it's hot. <laughs> you know, so you know that's actually a good thing for this show because hopefully people got out at six o'clock this morning or seven o'clock in order to. Uh, get their walks in and hopefully if they needed a little yard work or what you know that's already done you know they've they've the garden show is over uh, and now you're back inside the house in air conditioning like we are um, uh, you know to to get past the sweltering part uh, of the day so you know uh, welcome to the show (laughs) So, yeah, but you're you're exactly right. This this was a proud week for me, uh, as you know. Um, you, you know, second Wednesday of every month we have our webinars, uh, and in the morning we do our long-term care webinar, and in the afternoon uh, we do our asset protection webinar. So morning focuses on long-term care programs that might be available to folks. And the afternoon focuses, uh, on trust planning, uh, and asset protection planning. Uh, a little of it has to do with long-term care, but very little. Most of it has to do with, with the types of asset protection planning that many, many people are very, very interested in. And of course, the morning webinar should be uh, one that any family who is worried about uh, the cost of long-term care and how to pay for it and how to protect your assets if you have a long-term care crisis, what needs to be done, what programs might be available to you, all that is part of our morning webinar second Wednesday of each month well the cool thing for me was this was the first webinar that my son Thomas Alexander took the lead on for Medicaid planning and uh, it was such pleasure for me not only uh, to be a part of that webinar with Thomas but uh, the fact is Thomas knows this stuff cold uh, Thomas is a brilliant lawyer. Uh, that's due to his mother, of course. But, <laughs> but the fact is, he knows. And and I like to think he's had a really good mentor uh, while he's worked for our law firm. Uh, and the fact is, uh, this past year, he has gone through a very intensive uh, national program uh, on Medicaid planning. So he's not only got it, uh, this planning down from other experts uh, around the country, uh, but it, it's also drilled down to him in terms of what we do in our practice that's based specifically on North Carolina law. And one of the things that I've told people f- for uh, many years is the fact that Medicaid is a, even though it's based on federal law, it is a state by state 
issue. So what we teach uh, in our program is specific to North Carolina rules. And, uh, you know, if, if folks have loved ones in other states, they need to tell them to get to an elder law attorney in that state because the rules are truly very different from state to state because each state, uh, actually, there are three different—I mean, this is crazy stuff, but there's not just one federal law relating to each of the states. There's three different federal legal programs for Medicaid for, from which the states um, basically take their own rules from. Uh, and, uh, for instance, the uh, early adopting states, there are only three, um, have one set of rules, and then everybody else has one of two other sets of rules that they go by. But North Carolina, fortunately, is uh, what I call, uh, legally speaking, a middle-of-the-road state. And so it gives, um, while it's conservative in many ways, it gives us lots of planning opportunities to help our clients particularly middle-class families. Uh, and, and that's so, so important. But the fa- fact is, Thomas did a terrific job with the Medicaid webinar, and he is now managing uh, some, not all, because we have a lot of clients that we deal with, but he's managing his own caseload uh, in terms of um Medicaid planning now. So uh, I'm very proud of my son to the degree that he has now gotten to a point where he really knows this stuff well and can help families get through uh, a crisis uh, stage. I mean, actually, with Medicaid, there's two ways to think about it. One is when you're not in crisis, you know, what's kind of planning that you can put in place, which I think is really, really important. And then the other type of case is when you haven't done what you should do, and then all of a sudden the crisis occurs, and mom or dad or spouse uh, has uh, is in the hospital, and it's not likely that they're going to be able to come home. Uh, they need very aggressive care, and they're and the recommendation is that they stay in nursing care for their own safety. And of course, families want to bring their loved ones home, but sometimes. It's just not possible. And so that's what we call crisis. And those families, when they're in that situation, should be seeking out an elder law attorney uh, right away. And, of course, there are others who get to bring mama or dad home, uh, and but they're caring for them at home, and they know that they're trying their best to keep them out of assisted living and keep them out of nursing care. That should be our goal. But the fact is, is should those folks go to an elder law attorney then? And the, and the answer is absolutely. That's, you know, that is the key time to go because the fact is, is that generally speaking, with rare exception, uh, when you're taking care of mom or dad, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. And as it gets worse, then circumstances change. And you have to have the right documents in place to ease that transition. And quite frankly, if you have the right documents in place, then you can do the things you need to do to 
to get one Medicaid eligible, to get those uh, high prices paid for through Medicaid, and protect your property at the same time. Now, Jason, you have been with me for many years at this point, and I, you know, I have to say I've enjoyed every day that we've worked together. It's been wonderful. You are top-notch professional. So here's a test. <laughs> so way to build well, me up, just in case I there get There you wrong. go. What is the most important document for families to have when they have, in other words, for mom and dad to both have uh, if they're in a crisis situation? Bill, if I, if I don't get this one, I, I think I should be thrown off the show. But I'm going to say a, a general durable power of attorney a plus. All right. There we go. And one done by an elder law attorney. There you go. And that's the key is the fact that any power of attorney that you get out of a book or, you know, uh, uh, you know one of these uh, online services or actually what most attorneys give their clients, generally speaking, is not going to be adequate to do crisis planning where you need to move property from one spouse to the other spouse and and you need to be able to change beneficiary designations you need to be able to sometimes create a revocable trust or sometimes an irrevocable trust Um, so i mean the bottom line is most powers of attorney that are out there uh, are, are not what seniors need now you know if you're 50 years old do you need an advanced power of attorney probably not the fact is you probably don't need a power of attorney and won't need one for 25 years but the fact is is that the reason you need the right power of attorney is you never know when that crisis is going to occur Uh, and you know I just had a wonderful client recently uh, in his 50s, and he had been battling um, cancer um, for a number of years, about 10 years, and doing great. I mean, and he was as lucid as you are right now, Jason, and doing fabulous. But the fact is, and unexpectedly, it turned. And frankly, fa- thankfully, we had done his planning and all was done. But the fact is, is that life can turn on you in a heartbeat, and it can be an automobile accident, it can be where you've done well with cancer, but then it comes back, it can be a hundred different things. That's what life is all about. It's always unexpected, you know, life changes for us. But the bottom line is, he went downhill so fast, and then he, he left us after two or three weeks young man he wasn't even 60 years old and of course that's the rare kind of thing but it does happen to younger people and it's always so sad when it does Um, but the fact is as we get older the likelihood for uh, situations like this uh, grow exponentially and and what so many people don't realize that estate planning should be life planning. It's how do we deal with these life emergencies 
And while, yes, uh, death planning is important in terms of how we want to manage our legacy, in other words, how we want our spouse to enjoy what we've worked for all our lives and our children and grandchildren, and that's what estate planning is all about. But the hard part, you know, truthfully, how we leave our property at death is the easy part of planning. You know, if you just think about it and you know what you want, it can be put into a document that works. Uh, And of course, we like trust for that. But the fact is that um, uh, it's the life planning part that requires flexibility. And that's why when folks get to be seniors and there's a far more likelihood of issues that need to be dealt with, and that's true whether you're married or single, either way, you got to have the right documents in place. And if you don't have the right documents in place, then one of three things happens. You either cannot, in some cases, do the planning that needs to be done. So guess what? You end up losing a lot of money and, and or property taking care of things. Or you have to go to court to get permission to do what you actually need to do. And then it becomes a decision of a judge as to whether or not you get to do it, or you have the right documents in place where you can actually do the asset protection planning and eligibility planning. So it all comes down to that. And um, the, uh, so anyway, that's that's an important part of what people really need to, to know about. It is important, and there's so much that we can do on our end to get ahead and make sure that our planning is in order. And it's a it's not a fun feeling to not have a plan in order or to not have documents. So if that is something that has been bugging you, schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. Go to WGALaw.com. That's the best place to do it. And also, if you're someone who maybe has some documents that have been prepared a long time ago and you need to make sure that they're adequate for your situation, you can have them reviewed by Bill as well. If you've never had your documents reviewed by an elder law attorney, you want to go ahead and get that taken care of. Again, go to WGALaw.com, and if you're interested in attending Bill's free webinars, as we discussed Uh, That just happened last Wednesday, but there's a new set of seminars coming up on the second Wednesday of August. That is Wednesday, August 10th. You can go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. It's free to register, free to attend. It's highly educational, and hey, you may get to meet Thomas virtually if you uh, sign up there as well. WGALaw.com if you want to learn more about the long-term care assistance webinar. And if you want to learn more about the asset protection and trust planning webinar, you can go there as well. WGALaw.com. Click on that seminars button. It is free to attend, free to register. You can also call the office 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. We're taking a short break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this.
Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him by going to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website. That's where you can go to register for his free webinars. Next set is happening on Wednesday, August 10th. If you want to learn more about long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning, if you want to learn more about those for free in a highly educational environment, go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And, Bill, we were just discussing the uh, webinar that you had last Wednesday. We do this the second Wednesday of every month. And uh, your son Thomas was uh, heavily involved in this presentation this past week, well, at least for the long-term care assistance webinar and as you were saying there's just a lot of wonderful concepts that are discussed no, in this. no question and I have, I have to do this Jason simply because uh, I've, I've been making over Thomas I'm a proud dad I have to say he's doing such a great job for us but you know I have two children and Thomas's older brother George Alexander is uh, I'm equally proud of George he is a fantastic uh, investment advisor with Edward Jones. He's again. I'm very fortunate because both of my children live in the Raleigh area, and uh, George does a terrific job as well. And um, you know, I, uh, both of my children take their fiduciary duty to our clients uh, very, very seriously. And I think that's really important, whether you're a lawyer or a financial advisor. But uh, George is doing a great job. His his office is in North Raleigh uh, as well. And so it's, um, yeah, I, I can be beat my chest for, for both my boys. They, they are, um, they make me a very proud daddy. But let me talk about a couple of the other things that grow out of our long-term care webinar. And the first thing is that so many seniors, you know, people get into their 70s, uh, their health. You know, the fact is, as we get older, our bodies don't work the way they did when we were 10, 20, 30 years younger. And that's, that's true for even those folks of us who are still extremely healthy. You know, it's sometimes it sort of gets to you when the <laughs> when things just don't work as well. Uh, and I'm talking about our bodies now, and I probably shouldn't be doing that. But the <laughs> fact is, is that as we get older, you know, things just don't work. Our mind, you know, we become more forgetful. That's a natural thing of aging. Now, that's not supposed to happen too much until we get into our late 70s and early 80s, but it's natural for us to be a little more forgetful. Hopefully it's not a, a, a dreaded disease, but for some of us it's that too. Um, but, uh, but one of the things that is happens so frequently, and I have to mention it, is the fact that uh, there's an awful lot of middle-class folks, folks who've worked hard all their lives, they have a nice home that's paid for. They have a nest egg that's adequate for mom and dad. Uh, maybe not a, a huge uh, uh, inheritance, it, or might it might be. It might be a farm that's worth a lot of money or whatever. But the fact is, one of our goals is to pass on what we have accumulated to our children. 
you know, that um, it, it, uh, that is a goal for most of us who are parents. Uh, and uh, frankly, then what happens is people start fearing the fact that they might need Medicaid uh, in the future to pay for these exorbitant high nursing home bills. I get it. Um, but people go overboard with fear. You know, fear drives them. How can I protect my house for my children? And what that fear does, it drives people to doing really stupid things. <laughs> okay? And I talk about this from time to time, but it's not unusual for people to say, transfer their house to their children. That's a really bad idea. Uh, but I mean, it can work, but the fact is, is you're depending on your children at this point to not do anything that would mess you up. And what a lot of folks don't realize is that your children, in almost every case, has far more risk of losing your property than you do, particularly if you have the right documents, <laughs> okay? So, uh, and, the, you know, we, a couple weeks ago, I talked about a lady who transferred her house to her daughter, and the fact is, is that they might have to sell that house. So we actually had to transfer the house back to undo the tax problem that they created because fact is, a, an absolute transfer to a child is a very bad tax result. If you're selling your own home, if you're, if you're single, you have a $250,000 exemption from income tax. If you're married, you have a $500,000 exemption from income tax. If you transfer your house to your children, you'll lose that exemption. So if your children have to sell the house, guess what? They have to pay a substantial amount of income tax, where if you sold it for the money you need to pay for care, you wouldn't have to pay that tax. Um, that's a really, really bad result. You can also lose what's called a step up in income tax basis at your death if that transfer is done improperly. Now, can you use a well-drafted trust for the same result? Yes, but most people actually don't need that depending on, you know, every, every family's different, and it depends on the other resources that they have, whether that might be a good idea or a bad idea. And the problem is, is that people don't seek advice before they do stuff like that. And that's where they make a huge mistake, because the mistake can cost families thousands of dollars. And in the case that I was just talking about, the fact that they they would need to sell the house to support mom and assisted living, it was going to cost them over $50,000 in income taxes that would have been unnecessary had mama basically been able to sell the house on her own. So, you know, did we cure it? Yes. But the fact is we had to undo what they did without having good advice. And truthfully, if you go to a real estate attorney and say, well, you draft this deed for me, a real estate attorney's going to do it without giving you tax advice, without giving you Medicaid advice or any other advice. And more often than not, it's unnecessary and a, 
a really, really bad idea. So just saying, good reason. Now, there's some other things that have to do with veterans' benefits that are fairly new, and I'll just mention a few things that I think are important. Number one, for Vietnam veterans, those folks who actually served in Vietnam, near Vietnam, or in the waters of Vietnam during the Vietnam War, most veterans know about the Agent Orange settlement. Well, if you're a person who served uh, as a Vietnam veteran, if you haven't done it, go on the website for the VA, va.gov, and pull down the and the reason I'm saying this, there are some new maladies that are presumed caused by Agent Orange. Some of this maladies, you just wouldn't think. I mean, there are lots of cancers, there's heart disease, there's type 2 diabetes, all of which are presumed maladies from Agent Orange. You don't have to prove causation, but you do have to make a claim. Uh, also, there's a fairly new ruling where if you're uh, if if you are the widow of a Vietnam vet who died of a cause related to, and the death certificate shows that one of the causes of death was a presumed malady. As the widow, if you haven't remarried, you can. Uh, claim under the Agent Orange Settlement for what's called uh, DIC, Dependency Indemnity Compensation. It's another claim with the VA that a widow or widower of a Vietnam veteran uh, can file. And it's, uh, it's something that folks need to know about and they should do. The other piece is for those veterans who served in the desert. There are some new presumed maladies caused by the burn pits that so many of our veterans who served in Iraq and Afghanistan and in the desert, if you will, uh, have suffered. And so, again, for those veterans, that's another a list of presumed maladies that... Uh, should not be ignored. And the way to get those is to go on the VA website, va.gov. You know, if you found information like this that we've discussed in this segment helpful, you really need to do yourself a favor and attend one of Bill's free webinars, in particular the Long-Term Care Assistance webinar that's happening on the morning of Wednesday, August 10th. It's free to register and free to attend. Go to wgalaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. That's the easiest way to register. You can also call the office. That phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. Bill also has a webinar happening in the afternoon that deals with asset protection and trust planning. Again, it's educational. It's free to attend, free to register. Just go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back.
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget you can go to WGALaw.com to learn more information about Bill. If you want to schedule an appointment with him or register for his free webinars happening on Wednesday, August 10th, covering the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning, that's the best place to go, WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we were just talking about your uh, morning webinar session dealing with long-term care assistance, and there's lots of good information in those webinars uh, relating to the VA and veterans' benefits, and we were just discussing some, and there's one more that you want to get to. Well, I had a parting shot that I think is really important for families of war-era veterans need to recognize the benefit that most people hear about is people, most people call it the aid and attendance benefit. Now, actually, that's incorrect. It's the VA improved pension with aid and attendance or improved pension with housebound. That's, the, that's actually the claim that people are talking about, and most people use the word aid and attendance, and it actually means the pension program. But the fact is that program is a means-tested program. Sort of, I mean, not anything like Medicaid, but means-tested means there's an income test and an asset test. Uh, Now, the first test is whether or not your uh, loved one served in the military on active duty during a war period. You pass that test, and then you go to the asset and the uh, income test. And so the, the point I want to make is that both of those tests are very, very tricky, and the VA sets you up to fail. That's one of the things that is really bad about the VA system. Uh, almost everything they do is not to assist you it's to help you fail in terms of your application for support uh, to get the help you need. And that's this is one of the few VA programs that my law office actually assists veterans, and, and we are accredited VA advisors so that we can do it lawfully. There are a lot of folks out there that try to give VA advice that shouldn't be doing it, and to a great degree it's illegal when they do it, but that's a different matter. But the fact is, is this, most of the uh, disability claims, we refer in this area, particularly to the DAV, Disabled American Veterans Organization. They do a terrific job with disability claims that are so important to veterans. But it's the pension claims that most others do a pretty lousy job of getting right. And it's especially true for those veterans who are being cared for at home, or and I should say veterans or their spouses or widows, where they're being cared for at home or in an independent living arrangement, which is in essence in VA lingo, it's basically the same as being at home. And that's where people need, critically need, an elder law attorney to help them uh, in their planning stage before they even consider doing an application. And so many people think, oh, I can do this myself. And the fact is, 
if you're trying to do it yourself, there's about a 99% chance you're going to be denied because of how the rules work. They're set up against you. Uh, and that's why it's important to see an elder law attorney if you're trying to receive benefits uh, under that. And, and that's a really, really important benefit that helps families with many, many long-term care problems. Now, with, that's, that's all I'm going to say about our long-term care uh, webinar and some of the things that come, come out of it. Uh, and, and to the degree that folks are interested, they should either tune in to our webinar and or, hey, make an appointment. You know, we're, we, we're a pretty good elder law attorney firm. <laughs> so anyway, with that said, I want to move to an area that's top of mind for a lot of folks. And that is, where's the economy going? And is now the right time to buy into the stock market, okay? Now, for the most part, now you, you have to understand that in terms of deciding is it the right time for me to buy in the market is a very individual decision and every family can have a different decision. It's, it's very, very personal. I hope and recommend that if you have a good financial planner, Stay with your plan. Keep the advice that your financial planner is giving you. And for most of us, that has been hold tight while this economy has tanked. You know, I think it was the third week in January where the market crashed and it's gotten worse and worse. It's been volatile, but basically it's been going downhill since then. So now the question is, is it getting ready to turn around, or are we headed into a recession? Okay, and there are lots of folks out there saying, hey, the sky's falling, sky's falling, you know, sell, get out, whatever. That's the, that's the advice you have to be careful of, in my opinion. I'd say that there are an awful lot of folks right now, uh, and I'm one of them, who would say, it may be a buying opportunity. You know, Warren Buffett is one of the smartest guys uh, in the world as it relates to good investing. And, uh, and so if you ask, is he buying right now? The answer is, guess what? What do you think? Yes. It is, because he believes that uh, you have to buy the best time to buy is when the market is down. Well, is the market down? Market is down, clearly. Um, so is it possible the market will go down more? Answer? Yes, yes it is possible. The market's always risky and volatile and has the possibility of going up or down. And most of us can't predict very well whether it's going to go up or down tomorrow. Now, as if you take a, a, a broader look at it, then there are a lot of things indicating to me that the market is more likely to turn around soon than not. And so why do I think that? And, and like I said, don't listen to me if you have a good investment advisor, but you know you can take what I'm saying and factor that into your own thinking 
uh, recognizing uh, that no one has a crystal ball. All right, but is are are things getting better? And the answer is absolutely. Why do I say that? First of all, gas prices are coming down and will come down considerably more in relatively short terms. Now, I'm not talking about the fact that gas prices are 20 cents lower this week than last week. What I'm really talking about is the fact that crude oil prices have dropped significantly down to less than $100 a barrel. And they are expected to drop down to $65 a barrel in the near term. Well, guess what? When wholesale prices drop like that, then retail gas prices after the crude is refined uh, is going to drop considerably. Well, guess what? Gas prices drive the inflation factor in our economy in a big way because our economy is based on what? Trucking. Food prices, the the food's got to get to the grocery stores on what? Trucks. And so everything's being delivered by trucks. And so uh, the fact is, is that prices in general, we've, we've seen a lot of inflation over the past number of months. And, of course, gas prices have been sky high. And, and the fact is, is that the refineries are back refining what the amounts of, of gas that they need to. And that the, the refinery issues have actually been a huge cause of why gas prices have been so high in the last uh, several months. All right, what else is happening? Lumber prices have dropped considerably. I mean, they're, they've already dropped by half, and they're expected to go much lower. So if you're into a building project, you're lucky because bottom line is lumber prices have increased, you know, for the last six months, lumber prices have just went nuts. Well, over, actually, I should say for the past two years, lumber prices have gone up, 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 up. And now guess what? They're going back down. Well, gas prices going down, lumber prices going down huge, and guess what? The last um, Monday, there was report uh, regarding supply issues, and all 18 indicators, First, it's one of the first times it's ever happened, every one of the indicators showed growth in the economy. Um, that's a huge positive. Labor, uh, the other thing is unemployment numbers are down to a historical low. Uh, and, and so the bottom line is, what I'm really getting at is that everything looks favorable for inflation numbers to come down significantly in the next month to six weeks. Um, you know, uh, it's a good thing that the economy is slowing but at the same time, the economy is extremely strong. So from my perspective, the fact is that it's highly likely that we're in what the financial folks call a trough, which means that the market is far more likely to start heading up. It'll continue to be volatile, but highly likely to uh, start moving upwards and my own thinking is by the end of this year the market will have recovered much of the losses that we've seen 
through uh, the first six months uh, of the year. So my personal, from my family's perspective, to me, this is a buying opportunity. For you, you have to decide for yourself, you know, the financial, you know, yeah, everybody's circumstances are different. I'd certainly strongly recommend that people get good financial advice for themselves based on their own circumstances. But for me, I think the economy is getting ready to turn around and that we're going to see a, a good amount of growth in uh, our in, in market investments. I think everyone listening is rooting for you to be right on on that prediction, Bill. Hey, don't forget you can go to WGALaw.com if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill or register for his free webinars happening on Wednesday, August 10th. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button, or call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. And we'll be right back. listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him by going to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, you got a, a quick mention you want to get in on gifting. I do. Uh, basically, for those folks uh, who can afford, uh, and if you can afford it, then you know, you're in pretty good financial shape. Um, okay, so what is the gift tax uh exemption today it's gone up it is sixteen thousand dollars per person which basically means that you can gift to your children or each grandchild or to friends neighbors uh you know whomever you wish as many people as you want up to sixteen thousand dollars per year without filing any kind of gift tax return So that's really important. And if you're married, you and your spouse can give $32,000, double $16,000 to as many people as you want. Typically, that's going to be to children and or grandchildren. And I have a lot of clients who want to make gifts during their lifetime to help their children and to see see them smile, if you will, in terms of helping them out while you're alive as opposed to the legacy you leave them when you die. So it's important to know what that exemption is. And then you have a lifetime exemption on top of that, which today is over $12 million. So there's no reason for anybody to pay gift tax. But if you go over $16,000 per person, then you have to file a gift tax return and use that exemption to not pay any tax. That's great advice. Don't forget, go to WGALaw.com if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill or learn more about his webinars by clicking on the Seminars button at WGALaw.com. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back.
This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Hey, go to WGALaw.com. That's where you can go if you want to register for Bill's free webinars or if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. WGALaw.com is the place to go. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, do you have a parting shot before we head out today? Uh, Absolutely. Just a quickie. And that is next week, uh, for those folks who do have the ability to make gifts to their children and grandchildren, I want to give folks some ideas other than just using a 529 educational plan that can be a significant benefit to their children and or grandchildren. So I'll, I'll talk about some things we can do as parents and grandparents for our kids and grandkids. We always want to get the biggest bang for our buck. So if you're interested in that program, be sure to join us next weekend. Don't forget, WGALaw.com is where to go to find more information about Bill and his webinars. The next set is happening on Wednesday, August 10th. If you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning or long-term care financial assistance, that's where you want to go, WGALaw.com. It's free to attend those webinars and free to register Learn more at WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. That'll do it for us today. We're out of time, but we hope you'll join us again next weekend. Thanks so much for listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful weekend.